Another Locked On Suns audio exclusive game preview show, Suns Raptors, 5.30 local time. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show. Wherever you get your podcasts, a big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen pregame ahead of Suns Raptors as the Phoenix Suns travel to Toronto for what could be game number eight in a row of this win streak. Breaking down, as always, when the Suns are on offense, and then when the Suns are on defense. I want to remind everybody, if you're listening to this for the first time, this is an audio exclusive, meaning this preview show is only available on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. So you're here. The YouTube audience is not getting this. So I appreciate you guys. I want to tell you, you can also get bonus Suns content on the Locked on Suns Insider Text Alerts. You'll get my reaction to all Suns news and rumors, exclusive video breakdowns sent directly to your phone once per week, observations and takeaways from in-person at games and practices, and one-on-one engagement. You can respond to everything that I say, and I can see your messages and respond back to you. So I'll do Q&As, giveaways, and more. That's Locked on Suns Insider Text Alerts. You can Click the show description, the link in the show description down below, or you can visit joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnSuns. That's joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnSuns. Let's dive in. Suns on offense. Right now, the Phoenix Suns are fifth in the NBA on offense. You heard me talk about this offense in multiple different capacities throughout the week. Went through the numbers on Tuesday's show, on Wednesday's show, broke down the MVP race and how Booker and Durant are driving the offensive success. So you've heard me talk about this a lot. They are doing a lot of things right on the offensive end. But in this case, the Phoenix Suns are facing the Raptors, who are 10th in defense, a 112.7 defensive rating for Toronto. And I think you really have to look at it through their lens because, yes, Kevin Durant and Grayson Allen remain questionable. That will dictate a whole lot about how the Suns play and what their sort of scoring ceiling is. But I have a feeling that this game could be relatively similar to what we saw the Suns have to do to execute offensively against the Raptors, uh, against the Knicks, I'm sorry. The Raptors game tonight will be similar to that one. We'll get to the off the other end of the court because Toronto does not have nearly as good of an offense as the Knicks do. But what the Raptors do well defensively is they don't foul. They create turnovers, and they just have length. They just, they're just they just a big team, okay? I mean, it is OG Ananobi is back healthy, so you're talking about Dennis Schroeder, who's a very smart, very solid point-of-attack defender, although in this case, I don't think he'll be guarding Booker. You have OG Ananobi back at the two, so that tells you how big this team is. Ananobi would be playing the four on some teams, straight up. He plays the two on this team. You have Scotty Barnes, who has maybe come back to earth a little bit since a really, really hot start, but definitely has taken a leap forward on, I would say, both ends of the court this season. Pascal Siakam at the power forward, and then Jakob Pertl at the five. So this team has 
guys big for their position two through five, and Schroeder, who we know is a capable defender, capable playmaker, fast, creates steals, can make open threes, can turn you know a fast break on with the switch of a what what are we saying switch light switch like a light switch turn it on like a light switch I don't know you know what I mean so that's what the Suns are dealing with a disciplined defense that creates turnovers and just mucks things up so it'll feel very similar to the Knicks game I think from that standpoint when you look at half-court defense, the Raptors are 11th. When you look at transition defense, the Raptors are 18th. But they do a good job limiting opportunities in transition. It's just when teams get those opportunities, they tend to score on them is basically what it is. And that's largely because the, the, the Raptors' offense turns it over a lot. So you could see the Suns get some easy buckets, but Once it's in the half court, the Suns are going to struggle to score, I think. At least it won't come easy. But look, the way that that this comes down to me is I expect OG Ananobi to guard Devin Booker. If Kevin Durant is healthy, I would guess that we see Siakam draw that primary matchup. But this team will switch a lot, especially two through four. They will send help. They will probably not allow a lot of the same short roll playmaking stuff for Nurkic, I would guess, you know, because they have so much size and they they try to take away the paint that this is going to be a game where that stuff is not quite as open for Devin Booker and company. So... Well, actually, now that I'm looking at the numbers, the Raptors have been kind of middle of the pack in terms of allowing shots at the rim and efficiency at the rim. They're actually bottom five. So maybe Nurkic and Eubanks can have a better night than expected. In the bench situations, the Raptors play Chris Boucher at backup center because Chris uh, Christian Coloco, who we know from his U of A days, he's still out with this respiratory illness. It seems pretty serious. So That's exploitable. You know, you could see Eubanks get some downhill opportunities. But the point that I'm making is this is going to be another game predicated on tough shot making from Booker and ball movement and three-point shooting and and transition scoring from the role players. You know, that's the recipe. I mean, it's not exactly rocket science with the Suns at this point against good defenses, and especially if Durant does not play. That's going to have to be how they've won. And it was the same against Memphis. It was the same against the... Knicks, and it'll be the same tonight, this whole road trip. However, um, we've seen it happen. You know, it was huge that Gordon had such a big first quarter against New York because that just opened things up. He he spaces out so far. He's so aggressive and confident with that three-point shot. Booker started looking for him, and they had an early lead. The defense had to stretch out rather than just collapse onto Booker's drives and it was sort of off to the races from there for Phoenix it would be nice to have that happen again but the reality is it doesn't always work that way and Ananobi is a a legitimate great defender so Booker's going to have to get some help maybe it is the Nurkic on the roll playmaking and and I misspoke at first there now that I'm looking closer at some of those numbers maybe it is a different shooter 
I'd be fascinated to see who the Suns start. I sort of doubt it will be Josh Okogie, so maybe... Well, and, and Nasir Little is probably out. I kind of like the idea of Yudawat Nabe in there if Durant can't play. Or even if Allen can't play, but Durant does, like, I don't know, could you go really big and match Toronto's size and go Booker, Yuda, Bates Diop, Durant, Eubanks? I sort of like that. I just don't think Okogi needs to be out there. There's not a ball handler that you need him to guard, and you want to maximize your offense in this game. So I'll be very interested to see what they do. I think we've learned from these games that if Booker can even have one consistent outlet, that's all he needs. Maybe that's just Durant tonight. Maybe tonight's the night that that KD comes back, and that outlet is a Hall of Famer, and it'll feel pretty nice. But we'll see. That's the recipe. The Suns are on a win streak for a reason. Their two best players have both been MVP candidates. They're shooting the ball well. They're playing with good energy and pace. If they can turn defense into offense even better, great. And they can win this game. Let's flip over to the other side of the court. Can this really just be like a whole blowout 30-point, 40-point win? I mean, we'll see. Talk about that next. First, quick break. Closing out the show, let's jump over to when the Raptors are on offense. This season, they have the 25th best offensive rating in the NBA, 111.1. The Suns are back down a little bit after New York played pretty well against them. The Suns are down to 17th on defense, 114.4. Just a weird tidbit that I don't think I've mentioned because I keep expecting it to kind of go back to normal or what I guess go back to my expectations would be. But the Suns are eighth in terms of opponent effective field goal percentage. And what that is, is just it combines twos and threes. And it gives you a, an average of the value of the shot versus how many of them are going in. And the Suns are top 10 in that mark, and they've been there all year. So that's a really good sign, all things considered, right? Because the two lagging or the two sort of worse indicators for Phoenix's defense is they aren't forcing a lot of turnovers, and they allow opponents to get offensive rebounds. Now, <clears throat> those aren't going to kill you, in my opinion, especially if the Suns can clean up their own turnovers and sort of play that to a draw. You're going to be fine. And again, playing to a draw, they do get their own offensive rebounds. So that's why you're seeing the Suns continue to win, even though their defense has been a little bit weak statistically is the possession game is what they're bad at as a defense, but that's part of what they're good at as an offense. So you add all that up and it's a, it's a reason for, I don't want to say optimism. You want to clean that stuff up, but that's why they're 11 and six and on a big win streak and toward the top of the NBA in spite of all of that. I also looked at their, uh, we'll talk about this later. I don't want to get, I don't want to get sidetracked because that's back to the Suns on offense. So let's just keep it here. If you're looking back at what the Raptors have been able to do offensively recently, they haven't had any just putrid offensive nights, but over the past five games, they've scored a hundred and fewer than 110 three times against Cleveland's solid defense, against Orlando's solid defense. Their two recent high-scoring games were against Indiana and Chicago. You know, those are not good defensive teams. And so 
I could see them having a decent night offensively against Phoenix, but I just don't think that they have the juice, you know, to keep up. If if Booker can have a good night, and especially if Booker and Durant have both have it going, they run a very egalitarian offense. There's not one necessarily thing that you need to be worried about here. They hit the offensive glass. I mean, that's not a surprise because they play so big. Um, but you know, they're 11th in terms of rim at rim frequency. They don't take a ton of threes. They they finish top ten at the rim too. So, you know, protect the rim. You know, and Durant will help there too, if that's the case. But the, it's it's egalitarian, right? It's a lot of different guys. Everybody touches the ball in a lot of possessions. They you know post entry cuts and screens. It's you know it's sort of like how the Warriors play if the Warriors didn't have. Curry and Clay, right? It's like if the Warriors had Dennis Schroeder in place of Curry and, you know, OG Ananobi in place of Clay and then Wiggins and Draymond and Looney. Like that's sort of what the Raptors are. Um, still, you know, Siakam and Barnes are, are two really good players. You don't want to leave OG Ananobi open. You don't want to leave Gary Trent Jr. open. You don't want to leave Chris Boucher open, even uh, their backup center. He is at 45% from deep this year. So cover all those bases, you know, protect the glass as much as possible, play Scotty and Pascal physically, close out to shooters who can get hot, again, protect the rim, and you can keep this team to 100, 510 points and, and probably beat them pretty handily. All right? Like... It doesn't have to be too complicated. This is a team that is 8-10. and 10. It is the last day of a road trip. Teams sometimes lose their focus there. But I think with the win streak and the potential that they are getting at least one of Durant or Allen back, maybe, that'll give them the kind of momentum that they need. The Raptors are three-point underdogs at home. I know that that's home, so you add a little bit more to it. But I think this could be a Suns double-digit win. The over-under on FanDuel is 227. I guess that's probably reasonable, right? Like 116 to 110 Suns win. Okay, that's 226. That's the under, and that's a, a result I could definitely see. But that that point spread seems off. I think the Suns can take care of business, and I don't think it will be particularly difficult. All right, that'll close us out. Check out the Lockdown Suns TikTok post game for an instant video reaction. You can also... Of course, hit follow or subscribe here on, oh, yeah, wherever you're listening on the audio feed to get my recap as soon as the buzzer hits. And don't forget Locked on Suns Insider text alerts. Link in the show description below or join subtext.com slash locked on suns. I'll catch you guys later.